0: Welcome to the Liberating Mind, Body, and Spirit podcast, where we talk about liberation of mind, body, and spirit, the journey of being human, reconnection to ourselves, spirituality, and the unseen realms. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Miranda, holistic healer, Western-trained psychotherapist, Reiki master, and shamanic lineage descendant. And what matters most to me is helping people reconnect with their true selves and spiritual supports so they can share their gifts with the world and live their purpose. No BS, no bypassing or platitudes, just real talk. Let's go. Hi, friends. If we haven't met yet, I'm Dr. Christine Miranda, Western trained psychotherapist, holistic healer, Reiki master, and guide, currently based in New York City and working independently in private practice. Trauma is my area of specialty. And a lot of my work centers around helping people heal from and navigate the challenges of living in this oppressive, patriarchal, capitalistic society so they can reconnect to their true selves, their ancestry, divinity, purpose, and beyond. I like to think of it as a deconditioning, remembering, and reimagining practice where we return to old ways of being and relating that feel aligned with our spirit before colonization took over the world. Thanks for being here and thanks for listening. I am super excited to be here with you today to talk about our topic, our shadow, meeting the parts of ourselves we're fearful of, ashamed of, dislike, or are just generally uncomfortable with. Essentially, those darker aspects of ourselves that are just part of being human. In the previous episodes, I spoke about right relating and developing a greater awareness and connection to yourself. What will happen in the process, though, is you'll discover things that you like as well as some things that you don't like. (laughs) Let me reassure you, though, that it's expected and it's not bad. This subject of darkness, our shadow, or the more subconscious primitive aspects of being human can be uncomfortable, triggering even. Generally, there tends to be a lot of discomfort and judgment when acknowledging the darkness within ourselves mainly due to social and religious conditioning, labeling things as dark to be automatically bad. But if we were to take a step back, we see that that reaction of being triggered actually indicates that there's something that is unsettled within us that needs to be looked at. Something that is unresolved or perhaps not well understood. Because if it truly was something you were at peace with, there wouldn't be a reaction, right? Don't worry though. I'm here to walk with you in this exploration, so hold this conversation with curiosity and openness as we explore. In this episode, we'll talk more about what the shadow is, how to understand and work with your darkness, as well as some additional information and tools to support you in navigating this terrain more confidently. Let me start off by saying that this by no means is a comprehensive overview or representative of how all cultures and spiritual traditions conceptualize the shadow or what we call darkness. But rather, it's what's been shared with me by various teachers from different wisdom traditions who have different worldviews and world sense that inform both. Basically, just take what resonates and leave behind what doesn't. Generally speaking, when we hear about the notion of good, the counterpart to that is evil, and with light, the counterpart is darkness. Within the Western world, there tends to be a fear of darkness, with it typically being framed as something bad, something that needs to be dominated or eradicated, very much an either-or duality. You may have heard these phrases or ideas before. Light overcoming the darkness, vanquishing the darkness, as or any other phrases similar as such. The main difference between indigenous worldview and western worldview is that indigenous traditions are more concerned with balance and imbalance rather than questions of good versus evil. There is an understanding that heavenly powers exist and evil powers exist but both need to be acknowledged in order to maintain the world's balance. In the context of my Austronesian-Philippine indigenous culture, we hold the dualities that exist at the same time and along with the spectrum woven in between a both-and worldview where there's an understanding that we need the dualities and the in-between for harmonization. All is part of a larger ecosystem that is connected, relates, or interacts in some sort of way. Similar to the sun and the moon, one is not necessarily better than the other. They each have their respective place. In Western psychology, it can be likened to an integrated or unintegrated sense of self. When something is unintegrated, it's split off and fragmented. And with integration, there is a harmonization, a balance, a place for everything. In other words, the various aspects of ourselves, our thoughts, feelings, and emotions, when unintegrated, it can kind of feel like we have different sub-personalities. And sometimes these sub-personalities can be conflictual or overwhelming or even at odds at one another. So let me give you an example just to make it a bit more tangible. Let's say you're feeling angry and that angry part of you takes over. You might even say explicitly, I am angry. Identifying with the anger, becoming the anger. And as a result, other feelings are completely inaccessible. Whatever the dominant feeling is at the time, that part can feel like it's driving the bus front and center. With integration, these aspects can coexist with other aspects. And that includes our true core selves, our our intelligence, our inner greater goodness. And in that harmonization and balance, being able to recognize and hold space for all aspects while still taking care of the system as a whole. If we apply this lens to darkness and light within ourselves, Darkness is not inherently bad. We all have shadow selves, which are unconscious parts of our psyche that we aren't aware of. The hidden side, which we consider to be negative, bad, shameful, or painful. They're simply the unconscious, darker impulses that are part of being human. And they are so valuable. They're valuable because They need to be understood in order for our soul to grow, in order for us to heal, to find peace within ourselves and become integrated. Let's flesh out that example of anger a bit more just to demonstrate this. Let's say your child, partner, or friend says something that leaves a really bad taste in your mouth. It feels insulting or like a slight. And it's understandable that you might feel angry in that moment. If the anger takes over, you might give it right back to the person with a comment equally or more hurting and cutting, and we all know what happens next. The tensions escalate as the exchange continues, potentially leading to rage and physical expressions of that rage, such as breaking things, slamming doors, yelling, and in some cases, even leading to violence. Another way to respond is to acknowledge that the comment was upsetting, maybe because it was mean, maybe because it hit upon a sensitive spot, whatever the underlying reason may be, recognizing what that is for you. And then acknowledging, expressing your anger in a way that honors you, the anger, and the other person without causing additional harm. In this case, you understand the anger, and while it is present, it doesn't take over. Anger that comes from a wounded reactive place, with no awareness, no understanding, can cause immense suffering for everyone involved. When your anger is understood, healed, and integrated, you'll still experience anger, but it's held and navigated in a different way. You might be triggered, but be able to navigate it differently in that particular moment. You'll have an awareness of what is getting stirred up while still treating yourself and others with a degree of understanding and compassion that may not have been there before undergoing this process of healing. An unleashing of anger instead becomes a processing of anger. Anger from that wounded, reactive place. Is transformed into a grounded honoring expression of anger. Don't take this to mean that abuse in any form is to be tolerated. That is absolutely not what I'm saying. The key here being that both parties have a desire to be in right relationship with one another. Honestly speaking, I know that this is not easy work to do. It's not meant to be easy. But I believe our task as human beings in this lifetime is to develop a skillfulness in being able to reconcile the light and dark aspects within ourselves in order for us and our souls to grow and better support the greater collective basically in embodying that harmonization through right relating with ourselves as individuals and the collective all beings ultimately benefit and that calls for facing our pain past wounds heavier emotions, carnal impulses, from a place of curiosity instead of judgment. And that can be so difficult to do too, because for so long we've been told, educated, and conditioned to conceive of things in a very dualistic either or way. And this can actually lend itself to us operating from a wounded place or um, an unconscious survival state. But we don't have to stay in that place. When we shift out of that conditioning and instead sit with the discomfort and sift through and unpack the complexity of our pain, our fears, our darkest impulses, we can land at a place that reflects a mental, emotional, relational, and spiritual maturity. The ability to be in right relationship. Acknowledging, understanding. In honoring what's there. As an American society, we really struggle with immediate gratification and sitting in liminal spaces with no clear answers. There's often a tendency to shrink away from the discomfort of having hard conversations due to the fear of conflict or judgment. And as a result of not holding ourselves and others responsible and accountable, we continue to stay disconnected. Superficial and limited in our relating, which just lends itself to reinforcing that fragmentation, that lack of integration. Just look at what's happening in the world today. Now, I'm not deluded, and I'm well aware that keeping things nice and not rocking the boat is easier. It really is. It's a way of being and thinking that we've been taught ever since children. <laughs> to be obedient, to be good, to comply. And these ways of being and relating have become so automatic that we just accept them as the norm versus examining what actually feels aligned and true for us personally. What aligns with our values? What aligns with who we truly want to be in relationship to others in the world? in looking at those uncomfortable thoughts, feelings, and aspects of ourselves, we can become more grounded in who we truly are. When you ask the hard questions, you will find your own truth. What can be so amazing is that in the process of facing your darkness, facing your shadow, and yes, you do eventually get to the other side, you develop a skillfulness in working with your thoughts and emotions as well as in how you relate and connect to others. I invite you to be curious, to explore your darker shadow aspects. Otherwise, you remain disconnected from our true selves, unhealed, and fall into a cycle of relating to one another from these disconnected, unhealed places unless we face and address our shadows, our shadows will continue to inflict harm, not only to ourselves, but to others and our planet. In this human experience, we are meant to learn, and as part of that learning, expanding our consciousness through understanding and skillfully working with our bodies, thoughts, emotions, and spirit. There is a saying, Hurt people hurt people. If we don't face the darker aspects of ourselves, those aspects remain unchecked, misunderstood, and wounded. An integrated shadow, darkness that is not wounded or unbridled, acknowledges and honors what is there and attempts to reach for harmonization, balance, and connection. I believe that we can rise to the occasion and that you are here at this point in time for a reason. If we want to experience joy, connection, and lasting peace, we need to start thinking long-term, big picture, strategy, and action. And so as you contemplate these notions of shadow and light, I'll leave you with this simple poem I called Shadow Dancing. Now, mind your expectations, as I'm not a writer, I do not claim to be, but I think it introduces another way of approaching this conversation that gets to the essence of what we've been talking about today. So I present to you shadow dancing. Have you met your shadow yet, my friend? Or is it something that you fear? Consider it an invitation instead to make the elusive more clear. There is a tendency by many. To want to only bask in the light, its beauty, its softness, and warmth bring comfort, making everything feel so right. But there really is no comparison, since light and dark are the same. They both offer lessons, wisdom, and insight. They are your guides walking with you in this game. Did you know that the dark shadow carries a gift all of its own, how to conquer that you struggle with? the parts we'd rather be unknown. Anger, shame, judgment, and jealousy, none of these are bad, I'd say. It's all part of being human, but our wounding can get in the way. Darkness itself can be divine, which is something many don't know. Wounded darkness is what causes suffering. That is where one needs to grow. Anger unleashed becomes like a torrent of unpredictable, heavy rain, thrashing, harsh, and destructive, this expression causing much pain. In divinity, there is transcendent grounding to honor what anger has to say, using words to express the hurting, open vulnerable connecting to make things again okay. Expressing, not unleashing, it's an honoring of both you and me. This is how our shadow challenges us. Embrace complexities beyond the layers that we see. The ancient wise ones have known this for ages. We simply can't compare the light and the dark. Each of them have their place in harmony, in wholeness of which both are a part. How does it feel to see your shadow in this different kind of light? There is depth and transformation. That is our journey in this life. In facing your shadow and darkness, I invite you. Be curious and speak to it from the heart. Maybe ask Shadow what it's trying to teach you. That could be a good place to start. Thanks for joining me today, friends, and for humoring my third grade level poetry. I hope it helped to support you today, or at the very least, to make you smile or see things in a different way. Sending you love and embracing your wholeness, the dark and the light. To catch the latest from me, you can head over to christinemiranda.com to sign up to my email list or you can follow me on my new Instagram account at dr.christinemiranda. Link and resources are in the show notes. That's all for this episode. Sending you all so much warmth and appreciation. Stay tuned for more conversations about liberating mind, body, and spirit. Here's to our collective healing and liberation. I'll see you next time. Bye.